Ever wonder why you get different results than your mentors? Or why some of the things you're told just don't make any sense? Well, it's because of the law of diminishing quality. Never heard of it? Well, keep listening. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money, and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Breaking Through through the BS. It's great to be here. Yeah, happy to be here. Finally, we've had quite a day. Yeah, but the listeners don't want to hear about that, so let's let's crack on. Alrighty, well, I tell you what, um, Ray, I say it every week, and I mean it every week, we've got a great topic for today's show. We certainly do. Um, There's been a lot of discussion in our world, anyway, Mm -hmm. about it, so we thought we'd share it with the rest of our world on the podcast. We are going to share it with people who trust us with their eardrums. Yep, that's it. Alrighty, so Ray, uh, recently I've been writing quite a lot of copy around uh, for sales letters for clients, and some of them were around mentor mentoring and mentorship. And uh, so, as I was doing my research for for the sales letters, I was sitting there in deep contemplation. Which yeah, which is contemplation on the deep, deep. Deep level. Yep, and it's a word that you and I both made up together. And so then we thought, well, when I told you about what I was thinking about in this um, episode of Quantumplation, um, we came up with a, a new law. It's not exactly law of the universe. It's nothing as powerful as that. But It's, it's a, a law according to Pauline me. and Ray. Yep, exactly right. So it's um, pretty important. So you know how... Uh, when you learn stuff from a mentor, sometimes things feel a little bit out of whack or they just don't seem to work as well as maybe the mentors. Yeah, they just don't fit right. That's right. Well, what I thought about was what if there is actually a law of diminishing quality, which is the more something is being copied by a lot of people, the more then it diminishes in quality. It's, for example, um, we're told that when people learn stuff, they only retain 10% of what they read, 20% of what they hear, and it keeps going on. There's lots of lots more percentages. Now, as I was doing the research for my, um, my sales letter and also then for this podcast, I came across a lot of, you know, debunking of myths and this, this kind of thinking that it's not 10%, it's not 20%, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, focusing on the important things, of course. Yeah, the rubbish. But So let's just get the numbers out of things because it's not about the numbers. It's about the principle or the concept behind what they're talking about. And what they, I would actually say is correct because just say you go to a conference and you... Or workshop. Or workshop and you're listening to a presenter talk and... Um, there's only going to be a certain percentage that you can actually take in or absorb because of your filters, because of your values, you know, your confirmation bias, all of those things that are, you know, yeah, going on and, in your head. And your experience. Yeah. 
and how quick you can take notes. You know, like I went to university to get my um, Bachelor of Nursing and so I'm a pretty reasonable note taker. I've lost something over the years, but when I was in my prime, you know, I could keep up with a lecturer and uh, pretty much word for word it. Other people like uh, maybe someone whose initials are Ray Brent, um, she doesn't take many notes in in a conference or a workshop. because I rely on you. That's right. (laughs) So um, let's just stick with really basic numbers. So just say if what people say is correct that you only retain 10% of what you read and 20% of what you hear, the best you could get at a conference would probably be about 20% of what you hear. That's a problem because then what happens in the real world and the entrepreneurial world is someone will go to a conference or a workshop and then they will spear off and they'll teach their own students their version of their that. version of what they got out of that mentor or the the session that they are at. The problem is they're teaching twenty percent of a hundred percent, and then what happens is that someone might spear off from that that group and teach another group, and they're taking with them twenty percent of twenty percent of twenty percent hundred. Yeah, and it keeps going on. It's like um, it is. This is where the law of diminishing quality comes in. That you are not getting the full picture so the concept is important because what it helps you to know is that the further you are away from the source of the information the more diluted it is exactly exactly right and we saw a really great example of this on facebook today someone put up a video at a at a seminar they had about i don't know i didn't count them but let's say just for argument's sake it was about 20 people all standing in a, in a line, and they're all facing the same direction. The, uh, the And they all had their backs to the presenter. Yep, they all had their backs to the presenter. The presenter went up to the first person and tapped him on the shoulder and got him to turn around. And so what they called this, it's, apparently it's called the telephone game, but it's called the corrupted telephone game. So as you can imagine, um, just from the name, something happens. So the presenter goes up to the first person and he pretends to ride a motorbike so in actions only no words no, no words. sound so he um he puts his hands out as though he's ha- holding onto a handlebar he kicks his right foot down as though he's starting kick starting a motorbike then you know he's like boom 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 with his mouth and he's leaning to the left and the right as though he's actually leaning cornering and going yep. well see who rides a motorbike ray he he's cornering and he's doing this sort of stuff on the motorbike so then he then taps a the guy on the shoulder so to indicate that he can turn around because there's no talking in this game. The next person gets the message, they turn around, pass it on to the next person. Without a word of a lie, probably within about five to six people, the actions start to change. Yeah, <laughs> One Big woman time. decides that, no, I'm not going to hold my hands down here because I actually don't know what you're doing. I have no context or... Um, idea of why I'm doing this, so I'm just going to hold my hands up above my head. Yeah, like she was riding a, a Harley chopper. Yeah, she's riding a chopper, but uh, anyway, she, she wouldn't have been able to reach the pedals. She was pretty short. Anyway, so, and I know that from experience, painful personal experience. <laughs> That's why you own a Triumph. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, so 
<laughs> anyway, so she um she's there riding a chopper, and this is when things start to get skewed. Next person, they've got their hands up above their heads. By this time, also the kickstarting of the bike has finished. They keep moving down the the chain, and then all of a sudden, someone just decides that hey, I don't know what this is, so I'm just going to do these kind of like hand movements. And at you accurately described it. Looked like the the wax on wax off movements of Karate Kid. Exactly, it's like wax on wax off. Anyway, so uh, then it goes from riding motorbike to wax on wax off. A couple of people down. Um, next thing, people start to do these kind of like let's turn it into a dance move. You yeah, know, a so. bit of hip hip flexes and hip gyrations. Yep, and then um, the next thing you know, we've got a K-pop, a new K-pop. Um, dance move, you know, to rival Gangnam style, and by the time it gets to the end, the the last person basically gets this kind of a I don't know dance step in a chorus line. The person's actually going uh, a couple of steps to the left, a couple of steps to the right, pretty much well, like the time warp or the bus stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do the bus stop. I'm thinking, what this is now line dancing. So anyway, so that was that was it, and the the last woman's just standing there perplexed going, right. So then the uh, presenter comes up, to, and everyone sits down and gets the first person and the last person. He goes to the last person, show me what your move was. And so they get up there and they do the, you know, it's just a jump to the left and a jump to the right kind of thing. And then the first person's kind of looking at them going, what are you doing, you weirdo? Um, that is not what I started with. This is what I started with. So he gets there and he's, you know, firing up his Harley. Kickstarts the bike. Kickstarts his Harley and off he goes. Goes to the races and everyone's just looking there dumbfounded going, how in the hell did this go from riding a Harley to being some, you know, like step step kick on a chorus line dance move it's it was just amazing but for me it illustrated this law of diminishing quality to a t because what happens is so often in our life we come across people who have learned from someone who's learned from someone who's learned from someone and apparently they're the they're the authority on that method but Oftentimes, when you do finally come across the method or the the originator of that modality or the originator of that material, you're just as perplexed as that the first guy looking at this woman doing a chorus line and go, uh, "That's not what I taught." That is not what I was taught at all. And we came across that a couple of times, didn't we, Ray? In our healing business, in our copywriting and marketing development. Even in the army. Oh, like, absolutely. What the heck? Who invented this? And one time it was quite funny. We were um, on a alternative healing course and the facilitator, he said, you know what? I personally believe that there's only five bottom beliefs that you will ever, ever come across. And so they're the ones that I uh, aim for when I'm treating a client. So that's all I'm going to teach you, basically. That's all I want to teach you. And yeah, so how, I, how to get through those. Yeah. So Pauline, being the woman who needs to know, I I have such an insatiable curiosity. I would have hated to be in your parents. But why? But why? Yeah, and then they said because, and that was never good enough. <laughs> so, uh, so he said there were five, and so I challenged him. I said, 
okay, um, what are the five? He goes, well, it's blah, 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 blah. And I can't remember the other two. I went, okay, no worries. When you can remember them, let us know. Anyway, this was a three-week course. <laughs> Poor guy. Not really. If you're going to make a claim, back it up with proof. That's what we keep saying, everything about copywriting, marketing, that. It's just it's a really good rule of thumb for life. Yeah. You make a claim, you back it up. So anyway, this, this guy kept making this claim. There's only five bottom beliefs. Next day. Um, can you remember what the other two beliefs are? And he said, yes, um, they are blah, 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 oh, and blah, blah, blah. And then he added two others. And I went, okay, so we've got our five. Not a problem. So then a couple of days later, he um, something came up about the bottom five. And I said, oh, can you just repeat what they are again? So he goes, blah, 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 blah. And I can't remember the other two. But he'd given us totally different ones from the five and the three that he'd given us previously. So by the end of the course, I don't know. I don't know how many times I asked him, but we were up to about 20 bottom beliefs when there was supposedly only only five five, yeah but then we actually went overseas to america to be taught um face to face by the woman who started the modality in this like little quaint town of idaho in the middle of nowhere and uh she never said that there was five bottom beliefs she said you know just take the take the digging and take the session to where the person needs to go to don't try to manipulate it and don't try to put them in a box of where you think they need to go don't do the one size fits all and i'm just looking at it saying and i said to her but we were taught to do it that way she goes yeah i never said that and then i said oh well did you ever say this she goes no i never said that whereas back home in australia it was supposedly law that was (laughs) like written in stone that is if you didn't do it that way you weren't doing it properly and I just went wow this is quite amazing we experienced the same things when we got to copywriting you know like okay so these are the things that you need to know and uh, it's like with KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken we all know Mm. that there's 11 herbs and spices don't we you you're making me hungry (laughs) I know (laughs) so there's 11 herbs and spices and so with the what we were supposed to be given and what was promised, and again, uh, marketing in 101 and rule of thumb, if you actually promise something, deliver it. Do not, you know, do not try to make something else look like KFC. If you've, if you've promised KFC and you're going to give someone the 11 herbs and spices to make KFC at home, then don't give them a, a grilled steak burger. It's no. not going to fly. Well, it comes back to that say, old saying, um, don't, over deliver sorry don't over promise and under deliver mm-hmm. exactly so again uh kept getting these tips and tricks and i'd say but have you given us the other things of course i have oh can you just um go through them again just make sure because here's the thing if i'm going to do something i want to do it right I, I have this little perfectionism the curse of perfectionism for me and so i really wanted to get it right so i'd say okay so can you run it through me again They'd give me um, seven. Let's say they'd give me the seven herbs and spices. Try to package it up as being eleven, but they'd give them to me in different in, in a, a different, different order. order to try to confuse me. Yeah, baffle you with BS. BS, which is quite appropriate for our show, breaking through the BS. So, what was happening there though? I didn't understand at the time why they couldn't give me the eleven herbs and spices. And what what did we find when we went to America, Ray? 
they were afraid of the other four things that they didn't teach us. Yeah, they didn't understand them. They didn't comprehend them and they didn't um, feel comfortable with them. And so what we've, what we've found in our, in our life and as we discussed this, we came to the conclusion that a lot of the times uh, we are restricted by other people with the way that they package up the information and the way they understand it by their comprehension and their comfort level. Yeah, definitely. And that became very obvious in, in um, copywriting because you and I are very intuitive. We'd come from a very much a spiritual background. And metaphysics. And metaphysics, and we were like really right down with that. So we go into copywriting, we're going, there seems to be a step missing. You know, that we know that there's 11 herbs and spices. You've only given us seven. What's the missing piece? No, no, there's no missing piece. There's no missing piece. Well, when we went to America in 2014 for the Titans of Direct Response event, the missing piece we finally found. There's Gary Pensafenga up on stage. Now, Gary Pensafenga, if, if you're not sure who he is, he's like one of the greatest living copywriters and probably one of the greatest copywriters that's ever lived, quite frankly. Um, the guy is just a genius. Anyway, so he's um, standing up on stage and he's talking about, yep, when I was... Um, when I was writing copy, because he's, he's retired now, he said, I used to imagine um, writing the, when I got the assignment, I imagined writing the copy, I imagined um, visualised it. it, handing it into the client. Um, what else did he visualise? The client running the, the copy and, yep, and getting his, sales coming and in. And saying, you know, you've hit a home run this time, Gary, this is great, can't wait to get it out and, and run the copy. And then he'd visualise the um, copy being run in fact he did hit a home run and then he'd visualize the great big juicy check royalty check yeah with uh, at least two commas as a royalty so then what would happen you know um kind of magically was that the uh it would play out the way that he had imagined it and uh visualized it there's a there's a saying for that Mm -hmm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, yeah. And that's what a lot of the high-performance athletes and high-performing people do is they visualize, visualize. And we did that with our comedy course, Ray. We would sit there and visualize our routine. Yeah, and the audience laughing. And more importantly, the (laughs) audience laughing at the appropriate spots. But then here's a funny thing. Did it happen? Most part. Most part. Probably about 90% of the time. It was pretty much to the way that, um, well, for me, the way I imagined it, and I even remembered all my lines, and then I got up on stage, I was absolutely petrified, and all of a sudden I just went into auto mode, delivered my lines, got the laughs, and got off the stage, and then fell into a puddle of tissues and uh, terror. But back to Gary Bensafenger, what he was using is a principle that um, Maxwell Maltz uses or speaks about in psychocybernetics and that is the theatre of the mind and that's that's just for everyone else that's not familiar with that work all it is is just powerful visualisation when we say the word imagine or we imagine we are creating that somewhere in our reality yeah. and then our subconscious mind buys into it and goes hey I really like that but why isn't this in, your, in our life um, better go and do that yeah, it's, it's in your your uh, visual, but it's not in your physical. Yeah. So the other thing that we discovered when we went over to America is um, there's also a, a, another famous copywriter called Robert Collier, and he's, he's famous for saying the words, 
you need to enter the conversation that the prospect is having in their mind. Now, um, that that's his copywriting life, but you and I, by going yeah, and to he's, America... Yeah, he's got an amazing book called The Robert Collier Letter Book. Yeah, that anyone who's a copywriter should know, right? Um, and m- many of us have laboured through that book because it's a, it's a dry read, but it's gold. There it's are so many, nu- gold so many nuggets in it. In it yeah. yeah. But when we went to America and started to dive a bit, a little bit more and worked out that the bit missing piece that no one would teach us over here was metaphysics, um, we found out that Robert Collier was a metaphysician. He actually wrote metaphysical books back in the 1920s. He wrote a fantastic book called Secret of the Ages. And there were so many other people that had, we call it woo-woo these days, and it's kind of, I don't even like that name for it because I don't think it is woo-woo. No, I mean, for what, us it's our normal day-to-day. But think about it, what was woo-woo 20 years ago or even 10 years ago? You know, like with um, the biology of belief and... Bruce Lipton and, you know, the mind that changed itself and all those kinds of things, they are mainstream right now. They are, yes. So when we finally found those missing pieces, it's like, well, why was this excluded from our education? And what it was was because people were not comfortable, confident, and they didn't comprehend what they were getting. Now, Which meant that they then couldn't actually relay that information out in a teaching environment to the student. So then what happens is when these teachers and mentors teach that way is that you are getting, the way that I visualize it, is it's a photocopy of a photocopy, a photocopy of that photocopy, then a photocopy of that photocopy, a photocopy of that photocopy. At no time are you ever getting the original and sometimes that pile of photocopies actually fell off the photocopier and a couple of pages got missed, got uh, lost. Yeah, I like that too. And you're right. And then to cover up the mistake... They change the numbers on the pages. They change the numbers and they say, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's all That the... never existed. So this is relevant to the law of diminishing quality because we are not getting the whole picture And so if you do feel that something's out of place or that you might be missing something, I could could pretty much guarantee that chances are it is missing. Yeah, so you always need to be looking for the source. Um, Mm. Go to the person that originally said it or, Mm. or created it, and if they're no longer alive, research their material, their books, yeah. um, and then find people that were personally mentored by them. Exactly. Or yeah, trained by them. you found someone recently that was mentored by Napoleon Hill, which is kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. So that leads me to our last point, Ray, mentors at the top of the mountain. Now, this is not about um, the kind of mentors. We're not going to talk about free versus paid mentoring. That is a definitely a topic for another day because that's a huge one. But what we're talking about is going to the mountain not expecting the mountain to go to you and if you can't you know like if the mountain never comes to you it's like oh well so be it it's a sign from the universe it's not meant to happen it's not meant to be no no that's not what it means it's it's us talking to someone today and it's that whole thing of like the law of attraction requires action it certainly does you need to get off your butt and make things happen yeah because that's another saying that doesn't come out very often 
which is if it's meant to be, it's up to me, which means I have to take the action to make it happen. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So what I do is, uh, especially with copywriting, I decided that, yes, there was a hole in the bucket and I wanted to find out what was missing. So got on a plane, went to America, and I was taught by the people who originated most of this stuff. Or if, as you said, some of them have passed, then I get the next in line. So what I always aim for with mentors and with teachers is I want them to be as close to the source as possible. And if not that, then a maximum of two people away from that person. Yeah, sort of like you're, you're chasing, um, I don't know, for some reason the horse horses just jumped into my head. Yeah. Um, you're it. chasing the bloodline. Perfect. Yep, there is a pedigree to the information and a purity as well. And as we said about the uh, corrupted telephone game, the further you get down that, that line... Yeah, away from the original source. The less source. pure and the less integrous the information is to the person who developed it. So that's really interesting. I like that a lot. So we've spoken about the video. We've spoken about the um, the guru at the top of the mountain. And, and I, I guess the other thing is that a lot of people do call themselves gurus, but I can tell you what, they're getting their information at least 12th hand. Or the other thing that I see is that people are trying to change something that they don't even comprehend, like... It's, yeah. Or, oh, such and such was wrong. They should never have said that. Well, actually, have you read what they in, said? In context. Yeah. Have you read? No, that's a good one. Have you read what they said in context or are you just getting it 15th hand from someone who claims to th- to know what they're talking about but really has never got that pure information at the start? So what I can say is... The best way to get through this and, um, you know, combat or get over the law of diminishing quality is to read books yourself. Um, that is the best way. And I know at the, at the moment there's a lot of things, um, there's a lot of apps out there that will just condense the book or they'll give you the, Summarize you know, it like or... the cliff notes or whatever like that. Here's the thing about it. Um, if you've got a, a mentor that has gone to a um, – gone to a – conference and they get 10%, just use 10%. They get 10% and they come and teach you their 10%. You'd get 10% of their 10% and all that sort of stuff. But here's the thing. If you were in the room with that mentor, would you have taken the 10%, same, the same 10%, 10% as them? Absolutely not on your Nelly. Exactly. So that's important. So for these uh, things that are, you know, like giving a brief summary of books um, to make it easier for you, here are the things that you need to know. According to who or whom, but I like the word who. It's more conversational. Who mm. says whom anyway? I do. Oh, you're so posh. Anyway, so read the books for yourself. Uh, yeah, if- and that way you're not shortchanging your future self. Thank you, Ray. I was about to say that, yep. She's psychic, this woman, I tell you what. So read books yourself, learn directly from the masters where you can, and if you can't, learn from their protégés or their mentees. Uh, get as close to the source as you can. and yeah. as get, get off your backside and chase these people around the globe. While they're still here, because a couple of years ago, Ray and I did what we called the three-peak 
world tour in one year we were taught by three of the greats of copywriting they were ted nicholas who is i no one knows how old he is and we're all got an invita- invitation to his 120th, 120th birthday. birthday but he's like the grandfather of direct response copywriting right so he's getting on in years uh then we um were taught by clayton makepeace and then dan kennedy all in the one year now i don't think any of these guys are going to drop off the planet anytime soon and i hope to goodness that they don't however even the young ones i mean there was one guy that i wanted to be taught by scott haynes and he was only a young guy and then he went and died on us all it was tragic and it broke my heart so don't wait for people to come to you go and seek these people yeah, out while it, you have the opportunity if you want to meet them if you want to learn from them mm-hmm. then make it happen yeah i mean there's another copywriter who i would have desperately have loved to have met gary halbert but unfortunately he passed away before i was a, a twinkle in a copywriter's eye yeah before we knew anything exactly. however what we have done these days mm-hmm. is we're pretty good friends with his sons, Bond and Kevin. Yeah, and they're the greatest guys and so generous and, and yeah, wonderful. So, um, yeah, if, if two women from Brisbane, Australia can go out and meet these copywriting greats and mentors and, you know, like industry changes all the way in America and all around the world, then if you live on the same continent as them, what's your excuse? And as everyone knows, I don't like excuses. I struggle to use excuses. I've got a little book, or I used to have a book. I, I filled it up. It's called an excuse book. If you use, Don't ever use the same excuse twice. And that's it. So no more excuses. Just back yourself and go and learn from the, the, best. the sources and the best. And then you will escape the effects of the law of diminishing quality. And you'll have a friggin' fantastic life. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's enough for now, I think. And, uh... Yeah, thanks for listening. I'll stick some links in the the show notes. Yep. um, On breakingthroughthebs.com. And you can also join us over at Facebook um, with the same name. Yep. And I think you're touching a link to a blog that I wrote about um, getting to the top of... Close to the top of the mountain. Yeah, I'll grab that and whack that in the show notes as well. You're welcome. You're awesome. All right, well, um, thanks for listening, and bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to BreakingThroughTheBS.com. That's BreakingThroughTheBS.com, and that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review, and let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.